the Morphin Grid, connected all together, all life, across the multiverse. Good and evil, yin and yang. The grid calls for heroes and villains alike to fill the roles. Welcome to Universe 19, my fellow grid travelers. Heartache is what we're born to feel It's so elusive 
No time to lose, locate your roots Stones that tie the bands of friendship Wrapped around the hands that hold our loyalty You've got to change, so break the chain Use all the strength to silence the pain Don't be afraid, the world is your stage Go! This story is brought to you by Tiger Tales, the YouTube channel in association with Paranger's Universe 19, created by Cosplay Dude 637, a production by the Three Ranger Bros Studio, and in association with the Zero Hero Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to Tiger Tales, a place where you find stories and fanfiction written and read to you by your host, me, Ty Tiger. Quickly before we dive in, I just want to quickly say that all my stories are not connected to the main continuity and copyright was not intended. So let's dive in. Today I bring you something brand new. Finally, Kamen Rider Kiva is one of my favourite Kamen Riders. Please note that this is not a perfect adaptation, but it is my adaptation. So not Everything that happens in the original Kamen Rider Kiva is going to happen in my adaptation. With that being said, let's dive in with today's chapter. Kamen Rider Kiva, Chapter 1, Too Easy. Shinzo sat outside the coffee shop. He was 17 years of age, with a medium shaggy set of hair, with medium length. He wore blue jeans and a black top, with a black jacket which had red outlines. He also had bright red eyes. Shinzo sat there when Penny walked out, holding two cups of coffee. She placed both on the table and took her seat opposite Shinzo. Penny was a small girl, skinny with long blonde hair and sky blue eyes. She wore a long white dress that covered in colorful flowers. You're supposed to be in the school, you know. For the tour day, Penny chapped. Listen, princess, you're meant to be in some boring castle in the blood realm, Shinzo retorted. Fair point, Penny sighed. Penny was an oddball of a girl. She was deemed strange by others. She often looked like she was spaced out, staring into absolutely nothing without blinking. Truth is, she was watching people. Penny had this special ability to see fangars. Fangars were a monster race of vampires that fed on human life force. Their monster-like forms resembled stained glass windows, and each one had some resemblance to animals of some kind. Fangires belonged in the Blood Realm, the home dimension of the Fangires, but some Fangires were on Earth and disguised as humans. Penny was the princess of the realm and was tasked to return the Fangires home. Her human form was gifted the ability to see the auras of disguised Fangires. Shinzo was her knighted bodyguard. He was also a Fangire, but was also half-human, making him a hybrid. Shinzo was raised by his human mother, but grew up with the ability to venture into the Blood Realm. Some Fangires did not appreciate the idea of a half-human walking amongst them, but when Penny became the one who was tasked to bring the rogue Fangires in, Shinzo was the best person to become her bodyguard. Penny and Shinzo sat there sipping their coffee, when Penny clocked the waiter. She saw the black and red aura surrounding the man. The waiter, cleaning the table, Penny announced. You sure? Shinzo questioned. 100%, Penny replied. 
I'll handle it. Let me take you back to the ho uh, house first. Shinzo said, You never let me watch the fun, dear. Penny whined. Cry me a river. You can't be left unattained just in case one of the rogues decide to attack you whilst I'm busy. Shinzo, Shinzo explained. Fair enough. I suppose you have to get Komori too. Penny sighed. Yeah, now let's go, Shinzo said. They both finished their coffees and headed for the house. As they arrived, they found Sean sat outside with his flowers, fruits and vegetables. Sean was the owner of the house and used his gardens and garage to, as a garden-grown goodie shop. All the products that he sold, he grew himself in the back garden. Sean was a Fangai worshipper, and when the word got out that the Fangai princess and her bodyguard needed a place to stay, he offered his three-bedroom house for them. They moved in a few months ago. Hey guys, back already? Sean asked. Sean was a tall, older man, with not a lot of hair left on his head. Other than his white beard, he wore an array of shirts, shorts, and flip-flops. We found one, Shinzo told him as they walked through the front garden. I found one. You haven't done anything yet, Penny snapped. I need Komori, Shinzo barked back. He had a bath. I believe he's sleeping now, Sean told him. Thanks, Sean. Shinzo said. Then Shinzo bolted in the house as Penny knelt next to the tomato patch and watched Sean as he gently watered the tomatoes. Shinzo bolted upstairs and headed into his room where he found Komori sleeping in his dog bed. Shinzo walked up and kicked the bed. Oi, wake up. Come on, we've got a target to get to. Shinzo barked. Komori woke up and took flight and fluttered up to eye level. Komori was the companion sentient transformation device. He was a small circular bat with red eyes, a golden face and wings. He had white fangs and a green jewel on his forehead. You had to be so rude, Komori said sluggishly. Sorry, dude. Now come on, Shinzo sighed and grabbed his side bag. Komori flew in and tucked himself into the bag. He threw the bag over his shoulder and bolted out the house. Penny, stay here. Sean, watch her, Shinzo ordered. Of course, Shinzo. Sean yelled back. Be careful, Penny called. Shinzo left the garden and headed back into town, and walked up to the cafe where he found the waiter still cleaning the tables outside. I ain't going back, you know, the waiter said. Then he turned around and looked at Shinzo directly in his face, dead serious. You have to. You escaped and you're in hiding. That breaks so many laws, Shinzo barked back. Fine, but I ain't going down without a fight. The waiter growled. Then his body began to shift and change, and he transformed into his fangire form. He was a skinny monster with his body looking like stained glass. His face resembled an angry monkey. His shoulder patches made of fur, same with his shin guards and wristbands. He had a long monkey tail with a spike on the end. Guess it's time, Shinzo muttered, and Komori flew out of his bag. You're ready, boss, Komori said. Yep, Shinzo sighed. Shinzo grabbed Komori with his right hand. Bite! Komori yelled out, and then Komori was brought to Shinzo's left hand, and Komori sunk his teeth into Shinzo's skin. Black veins rippled up his arm and across his face. Suddenly, magic chains formed around his waist, and formed into a red and gold henshin belt. The belt was all red and had a metal rod above the waistline. Shinzo held out Komori. Henshin! Shinzo called out and placed Komori up to the rod of the belt. With his little claws, he latched on, and then Shinzo placed Komori onto the belt, clipped him in upside down. Suddenly, metal liquid formed around Shinzo. 
and then with a shatter of glass the liquid formed into his rider suit forming Kamen Rider Kiva Kamen Rider Kiva wore a black under armor suit with a dark red armored torso with silver bulking shoulder pads that draped down into his henchin belt the shoulder pad resembled wings being chained down he had red fingers and silver wristbands and knee bands as well his helmet was all dark red and resembled a carved pumpkin his eye-shaped visors were yellow and extended out of the helmet in a creepy curve his left shin and foot was encased in a silver piece of armor that also resembled a pair of wings folded over and chained up Kamen Rider Kiva ran at the monkey fangire and jumped up and double kicked it, bouncing off the fangire's chest. The monkey fangire spun around and swung its tail, flailing its spike at the Kamen Rider Kiva. He got struck in the chest but and was thrown off his feet. He jumped back up and backflipped on one hand. The spike penetrated the ground and got stuck. Kiva took his chance and ran at the monkey fangire. He struck the fangire in the chest with several punches, then kneed it in the stomach before swinging his foot under the fangire, making it drop to the floor. Then Kiva grabbed the fangire up with both hands and ran it into the cafe wall. The wall cracked due to the brute strength of Kiva rubbing the monkey fangire into it. Kiva kneed the monkey fangire a few times before it dropped to the floor. Okay, fine. You win. The monkey fangire sat there looking up at Kiva. You're giving up? Kiva asked, confused. Yes. Send me back, the monkey fangire replied. Um, yeah, it's not that easy, Kiva told the fangire. You have destroyed my physical form, don't you? The monkey fangire asked. Yes, Kiva said solemnly. The monkey fangire jumped to its feet and jumped over Kiva, landing a few feet away from the cafe. Take your shot, Kiva. Send me to my prison, the monkey fangire told him. Why are you just giving up? Kiva asked, shot. I have spent my time here on Earth, and I have not found my meaning here, the monkey fangire explained. Okay, Kiva said. Kiva stood there and suddenly red mist filled the area. The sky went black and the blood red moon appeared in the sky. Komori detached from the belt and flew up in the air. Kiva jumped high in the air as well. Komori struck the chains that held his left armoured leg in place, breaking them. The wings opened and revealed the red armour underneath with a green gemstone in the middle. Kiva then flew down, aiming his winged leg at the fangire. He kicked the fangire, crushing him into the floor. The bat symbol formed in the ground underneath it. The fangire shattered into a million pieces, leaving its soul floating there. Kiva's wings on his shin folded back over, and the change returned. The red mist disappeared, as did the blood moon and the black sky, bringing back the gorgeous blue sky. Kamen Rider Kiva demorphed, leaving Komori flying around Shinzo. The soul floated away and flew high into the sky, till it reached a huge dragon with a castle on its back. This dragon was unable to be seen by those who are not either part fangire or a magic user. The dragon's name was Cursor. He was a massive dragon. He was all grey with a white underbelly, and he had two huge horns on his head. He was a four-legged dragon with a long tail. The cast on his black was tall and dull grey and black with several stained glass windows. The fangire's soul flew into Cursor, the prison dragon's mouth, 
and he ate the soul, swallowing it whole. Cursor's dragon's stomach was the safest place to keep Fangor's soul safe, away from humans and animals. The soul would stay in Cursor's stomach till Shinzo collected all the Fangor souls. Only then could they be returned to the Blood Realm and be sent home. Hey, listener. This is a not-paid-for product placement for the Zero to Hero podcast. What do you if mean you not paid? If you definitely like what you're listening to now, come on over to the How Zero to Hero podcast. Lights on, just anywhere you want to be able to find your podcast at, trash bills like Apple Podcasts, week, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, which is still a little weird. For the two next two weeks. Come on over and enjoy yourself and listen to Billy and myself bicker, argue, and, well, fight about a lot of things, no, as we are the Bulk and Skull of Podcasting. How the hell am I Good luck out there, and welcome you. back to the show. Shinzo walked home, Kamori floating around him. They approached Sean's house, and a car was parked outside. Two teenagers was looking at the table full of produce. The taller male teenager was looking at the ground, rubbing the tip of a shoe into the ground. The younger, smaller teenage girl was gazing over the apples. Angelique, can you hurry up, please? Like, hurry the hell up. We've been here for like ten minutes. It's just bakery glass. Apples all cook the same, you know. The boy whined. Hey, I happen to like getting good marks on my work. I plan on getting an A. The girl named Angelique barked back. Kamori quickly flew into Shinzo's side bag before they saw him as Shinzo walked up closer to the house. Penny bolted out the door and waved at Shinzo. Hey, how did it go? Penny called out as Shinzo entered the garden. It was easy, Shinzo muttered, glaring at the teenage customers, then back at Penny. Penny looked at the two teens, then raised an eyebrow. Shinzo walked up the steps and closer to Penny as Sean walked out of the garage and walked up to the two teens. How can I help, kids? Sean asked. Can I have those five apples, please? And I was wondering, do you have any pears? Angie asked him. Sean pulled out a brown paper bag and bagged up the five apples. He turned and looked up at Shinzo. Shinzo, my boy, the pears are in the kitchen, the green big box on the side. Bring them out, will you? Sean asked. Yeah, sure. Shinzo said with an eye roll. He walked into the house, leaving Penny staring at the two teens. He walked into the kitchen and found the green box filled with pears. He grabbed it and brought it outside, and he walked up to Sean and the two teens and placed the box next to the table. Awesome, thanks, Angelique said. Then she crouched down and started manhandling all the pears. The boy looked at Shinzo. Hey, weren't you at my school the other day? The boy asked him. Uh, yeah, maybe. I start there in a couple of days. Sean wanted me to get all the forms and stuff sooner rather than later. Shinzo explained. Oh, cool. Yeah, we go there too. We live closer into the other side of town, the boy replied. Well, at least I have two familiar faces, Shinzo grinned. I'm Kyle, and this is my sin- sister Angelique, the boy said, holding out his hand. Shinzo, and that is Penny, and you met our guardian, Sean, Shinzo said. Then he shook Mikhail's hand. Awesome, so you're both starting school then, Mikhail asked. Yep, Shinzo nodded. Suddenly, the passenger window rolled down on the car, parked behind them, and another teenage boy poked his head out. Guys, come on, I have training to get to, the boy called out. Sorry, that's my brother Xander. He can be quite impatient. Mikhail chuckled. Penny's the same. Shinzo chuckled back. Hey, you ready to go? Mikhail asked his sister. Angelique handed Sean some money, then picked up the t- her two brown bags filled with fruit. Yep, I'm ready to go. She smiled and walked over to the car. Hey man, nice to meet you. When you see us around, come say hi, okay? Mikhail nodded. Alright, thanks. Shinzo nodded back. The siblings climbed into the car and they drove off. Shinzo walked up to Penny, who looked rather confused. Hey, what's up? Shinzo asked her. 
You know when I told you that humans' auras are blue, and I can kind of blend them out of my vision? Fangar is a dark red and black, and when you're Kiva, you're bright red. Like your aura. Same as when we saw the wizard in Stone Canyon. He also had a bright red aura, Penny asked. Yeah, what about it? Shinzo asked back. Those three had bright green aura, Penny explained. Bright green? Shinzo questioned. I haven't seen anyone with great bright green before, Penny said, confused. Power Rangers? Shinzo asked. That's a possibility. Blessington does have a team of rangers here, Penny replied. Suddenly, Kamori barged out of Shinzo's side bag. Seems like you're adapting well to your new eyes, Princess Penny, Kamori said. Penny grabbed the circular metallic bat. Hello, Kamori. One, don't call me that. And two, maybe you've got a point, Penny grinned at him. Shinzo sighed and walked back into the house, and walked into the kitchen to get something to eat. In the land of that time and space, Takashi was watching the portal monitor for Universe 19. William was tending to one of his chessboards. Why are you watching Universe 19? William asked. Well, dear roommate of mine, my plans have started. I released the sentient rider belt into Universe 19 and made a energy link to the blood realm. We have our first Kamen Rider, Takeshi explained, not looking away from the portal monitor. <sighs> One is actually like the third, but I get your point. You should uh, shouldn't use the universe nineteen. It's for observation only, not as its groundwork to make your warriors. William snapped. Says the one who's building a Paranger team into Universe Nineteen. Takashi barked back. Whatever. William muttered as he rolled his eyes, then carried on carving a new chess piece. My dear William, you are the one who made it personal and started a war with the multiversal dimension destroyer, with the creature who destroyed your vessel homeworld. Like, jeez. And also, tampered with Universe 19, helped Universe 20, and God knows what else. Your thing's running around for you, so you can work hard in this horrible place, Takashi growled, pointing out the night. William slammed his tools down on, de on the desk and bolted to Takeshi. Listen here, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I'm making warriors. But I also have two things for you to think about. One, we are remade into gods. We have the power to help all these universes. Yet we don't. So why not? So yes, I sprinkle some help where I can. And the second thing, why do I have to stick to just two universes? When I can build warriors from multiple, William hissed. If the boss hears about this, he's going to have your head, Takeshi snapped, and I'll happily take the punishment, William muttered, then walked back to his desk and continued working on a new chess piece. Takeshi looked at the multiple portal monitor screens in front of him. Multiple universes, huh? Might not be a bad idea, Takeshi grinned, and watched his new common rider make himself a meal. And there we have it, guys. Pa uh, I was about to say, Paranjas, then. common rider... Kiva chapter one. Hope you guys have enjoyed this story. This story is brought to you by production of the Free Ranger Bros. That is, of course, myself, Cosplay Do637, which hosts the Parentage Universe 19 podcast, and our good buddy Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger, who owns Nerd Through Comics on Spotify and all the places you can listen to. To your podcast. He adapts comic books into audio dramas and soon he'll be starting his own work. 
We are an association to Zed Hero Podcast. Billy and Jim, the Bokken's Club Podcasting, talk about all sorts of stuff from our favourite fandoms to our biggest theories, and they have a blast whilst doing it. So make sure you go check out everybody that I just mentioned. Subscribe to the Tiger Tales YouTube channel, and of course, follow us on Pounders Universe 19 Podcast. With that being said, I shall see you guys next time. In the name of King Lexian, rightful ruler of Ednoi. I call upon the powers of light and truth to become Mask Rider. Ecto phase, activate! Now, villains, you shall know the power of the Mask Rider and the Power Rangers.